Good evening, my disciples, and welcome back to the 12th episode of the Read Between the Lines podcast. You know, about the only good thing about the asshats running the country is we're never going to run out of material to talk about. Every week something new comes out, and, you know, it's just great for me because i got plenty of material to talk about now on the show. I just want to let you know, Matt and I will get our baseball segment in at some point. It's just, you know, life is tough when you get older and have kids and work you know, to find the time to get together for things like this. But we'll get it out to you guys eventually, don't worry. Uh, More things came up this week and we weren't able to get it recorded, but everything's set. We just both have to, you know, our schedules have to coincide and we got to get the time together to do it. So, you know, that won't be on this week, but it will be coming in the future. So look forward to that. Uh, Just wanted to remind the listeners to visit my girlfriend Shauna's Pink Zebra page. It's pinkzebrahome.com backslash Shauna Cop. Uh, what Pink Zebra is, is like a home fragrance fra- fragrance system. Uh, it's these little wax pellets that you put in a, you know, melt melting light, you know, a little pot, and it makes your house smell good, and they last forever. So if you get a hold of her, she'll get some samples out to you guys. And uh, since we're through with the introduction, let's raise the curtain on episode 12 here. Ladies and gentlemen. This week, you know, Democratic Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock, he finally admitted to signing off on false information on Georgia's new voting laws. You know, I'm I'm shocked at this. A Democrat lied to the public. Wow. You know, shocking. Uh, But after the law passed, you know, he claimed that it ended no excuse mail voting and restricted early voting on the weekends and also early proposals that, you know, did not become law. And neither of those provisions that I just mentioned, they weren't even in the bill, but he claimed that they were, you know, just to put it out there to incite the public. Uh, You know, this law has been likened by lawmakers to be racist and compared to Jim Crow laws. Uh, No. See, this is where they're they're trying to trick you people, you know. This, This is not even close to what we were as a country back during the Jim Crow times and their voting laws and that. Not even close. It's just them trying to incite more, you know, racial divide, trying to, you know, gather more votes, trying to get more people on their side, trying to lie to the, you know, sheep of American public that we've become. And, you know, whatever whatever they say or whatever CNN says or MSNBC says, you know, they're just trying to get that crowd to, you know, keep following them. You know, it's like the Pied Piper. They play the flute and everybody follows along. Uh, you know, they've repeatedly lied about it and said it would make it impossible for minorities to vote, but that's that's just horseshit. You know, are they just assuming minorities don't know how to go about getting identification? Uh, to me, making an assumption like that is actually racist. But the media don't let you know that, you know. telling, Basically saying minorities are so dumb that they don't know how to go about getting, you know, identification for themselves. They also said polling locations would be closed at five, and that's also not true either. As it's up to the, in the bill, it's up to the counties in the state of Georgia to decide the closing time, you know, on the polling locations. The one question I have about this is why is it okay for Democrats to just lie to the public to incite this racial divide? You know, every time you hear something from a Democratic side where, 
you know, they walk back what they said or anything like that, or it's proven that they've told a lie, the mainstream media does nothing about it. While the last four years, while Trump was in office, everything he said, whether, you know, a lot of the stuff has been proven to be true that he said, but whatever he said, they tore it to shreds. But now you have, these guys are blatantly coming out and say, yes, I did lie, like Raphael Warnock did here. But you don't hear anything about that from the mainstream media at all. Waiting to vote, deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work, that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. Now, another one of the Democratic geniuses, Ayanna Presley. she's a member of the Intellig- Intelligently Challenged Squad that's in Congress. She said you cannot be anti-racist if you are anti-student debt con- cancellation. Now, I- I'm not sure what the hell the two of these have that link them together, but this is just more typical Democratic lingo. Add racism to it and it'll gain momentum. You know, what what the hell does, you know, me being anti-racist have to do with student debt cancellation? You know, white people have student debt too. You know, do I think that student debt should be canceled? No, you knew what you were signing up for when you signed up for it. That's just the way it is. You sign a contract, you honor the contract. You know, I know that that's tough for Democrats to understand, you know, honoring your word. Because they like to just spew shit out and, you know, not even follow what the hell they say. They just like to say it just to say it. But she didn't stop there, though. She is pushing for, you know, Rent and Mortgage Cancellation Act that would cancel all rent and mortgage payments until September of 2022. Now, that's just a great strategy. But if this happens, how do landlords pay their bills for the next 17 months? So we cancel rent, we cancel mortgages, and, you know, the people you know, who own the buildings that these people live in, what are they supposed to do for a living? You know, so, okay, you're, you know, appeasing one group, but now you got another group that you just messed up. That's not how the world works. You know, everybody's been affected by COVID. You you just have to deal with it. You just have to do the best you can. You know, but you can't just stop paying things. That's That's not how society works. You know, these clowns, they live in a fantasy world and they just think nobody has to pay for anything and we can just print trillion dollar coins to pay for everything for everyone. You know, then we can all hold hands and sing Kumbaya fucking yawn, sway in unison, I guess. You know, utopia is fake, you fucksticks. Quit trying to achieve it and actually start working on legislation that will actually improve things in this country. Now, after those last two segments we just had, I got myself a little worked up, so I'm going to, you know, take a step back here, and I'm going to, you know, answer some of your guys' questions that you posed to me this week. And, you know, this is where you guys, this part of the show is where you guys present me with some questions and topics you wanted to hear about on this episode. You know, this week we had, you know, some questions come in, not as many as we've had in the past, but we had a few good ones come in, so let's see what you guys asked this week. Tim Hambor returned, and he had a sports question this week. So welcome back, Tim. 
Uh, Tim wanted to know which pitcher that played for the Indians was the best pitcher over their entire career. Well, being a non-Cleveland fan, I'm going to be a jackass here and say Jose Mesa. You know, just because I know how to get you guys going. But I'm just playing, so let me give you a serious answer. Uh, doing research, I narrowed it down to two. And the first was Bob Lemon, and he pitched for the Indians from 1946 to 1958. Uh, before he was a pitcher, though, he was a positional player, and then a spot in the rotation opened up, and he went on to win 20 games in seven of eight seasons with the Indians. Uh, but I would have to agree with Tim, though, and say that without a doubt, Bob Feller was the greatest Indians pitcher ever. Uh, the man had 100 career victories by the age of 22. That That's just ri a ridiculous stat. Uh, he ended up winning 266 games in his career, and he struck out 2,581 batters. You know, those are just great stats. Uh, you know, so I would have to say Bob Feller is without a doubt probably the best pitcher that the Indians have ever had in their franchise history. Now, it was close. He just edged out Jose Mesa, though, for me. Uh, but stay tuned, Tim, and see if Bob made either Matt or I's list of top five pitchers of all time when we have that segment down the road in a, on a future episode. Hey, bada, 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 so we, bada. Hey, hey bada, 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 so we, bada, Kennedy, 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 so we, bada. So Jim Hambor kept his streak alive with a question on every episode, so we welcomed Jim back, and he had two questions this week. So let's see what Jim wanted to talk about. Uh, Jim's first thought is not a question, but he wanted to put this out there. He said, first something to ponder. People say that a utopian, they want a utopian society. Well, utopia is defined as a perfect place. The word utopia is derived from the Greek autopos, which means no place or nowhere. So those who want a utopian society literally want to be nowhere. You know, that's from Jim. Uh, Jim, people who call for a utopian society are just nuts and lost all at the same time. It's never going to happen. It is fiction, but I believe most of the people on the left, you know, they have a hard time distinguishing between reality and fantasy. So, you know, I don't know what they want. They're asking for something that's just not feasible. It's not going to happen. You know, utopia is a fairy tale land. You know, I guess, you know, maybe they were, you know, overread Mother Goose, you know, nursery rhymes and, you know, watched too much Wizard of Oz growing up. I don't know, but it's not going to happen. It's not a reality. Uh, but Jim also wants to know if I feel that players like Pete Rose and players during the steroid era should be in the Hall of Fame for baseball. Uh, Jim says yes, and I'll have to agree with him, you know. The Baseball Hall of Fame is not based upon moral decisions, but it's on it's based upon baseball talent, you know. So in in the case of Pete Rose, you know, if you lead the league in all-time hits, you know, I'd have to say your talent is there and you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, you know. He, morally, yeah, he voted on or he, you know, gambled on his team while he was a manager, but that still had nothing to do with the talent that he displayed on the field while he played the game. You know, it, it's a crying shame and just it, mainly idiotic that the man who has the most hits all time in the game cannot be in the Hall of Fame because of something he morally did wrong. You know, there's a lot of people who do morally wrong things, you know, but, you know, everybody makes a mistake. Nobody's perfect. You know, he made a mistake. He's admitted he made a mistake, but, you know... Yeah, I believe he belongs to be in the Hall of Fame. And as for the steroid era players, you know, I'm also going to say yes. 
you know, while steroids may have, you know, given them a physical advantage, it still takes amazing hand-eye coordination to hit a baseball. You know, it still takes amazing hand-eye coordination for a pitcher to put a ball in, you know, spots on the, you know, when he's throwing over the plate. You know, these are, it still takes talent to do these things. And, you know, just also think about it. Yeah, these players did use steroids. Yeah, they did cheat. But during those times, you know, those were some of the most exciting times in baseball, too. When you had, like, the home run, you know, chases between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Or Barry Bonds, you know, hitting home runs left and right. You know, that was an exciting time in baseball. Yeah, were they aided by steroids? Of course. But these players still had talent. These players still carried the game during their era. So they still, to me... You know, they still deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but those are just my thoughts. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You know, more riots have broken out across the country as a police officer in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota mistakenly pulled a gun instead of a taser and killed Dante Wright. You know, you know, I'm I'm not sure what to believe on this one because I I find it hard to believe the officer's story that she, you know, couldn't distinguish between her taser and a gun. It wasn't a rapid fire. She had it pulled and was pointing and yelled taser 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 three times. She should have been able to see it was her gun. But nonetheless, if you watch the body cam footage from the incident, You know, it's very distinct that Mr. Wright, he did try to wrestle away from the officers and get back in his car and run. You know, this this officer, she was a 26-year veteran, and she resigned after the shooting, and now they're saying she may face, you know, some manslaughter or or some second-degree murder charges. You know, he he was trying to run because of a warrant for his arrest was issued after he failed to make a court appearance, you know, for actually committing an armed robbery. He was carrying a pistol with no permit and was running from the police back in June of 2020. So he had a history of running from the police, you know. My thing is, though, he didn't deserve to be shot and killed, but why not just comply? You know, this is what I've always said. In order for that last domino in the row to fall of him being shot, the first domino of noncompliance must fall. You know, in all of these instances we've seen, the media glorify It all involves a perpetrator not complying with the demands of the officer. You know, George Floyd would not get in the car. Dante Wright attempted to break free and run. You know, Michael Brown, he attempted to reach into a cop car and wrestle a gun away. If all three would have complied, all three would still be alive today. But why riot? What is that going to accomplish, you know? All the rioting is going to do is cause a greater racial divide in, you know, in this country, you know, as it's showing ignorance is all it's doing. You know, what the hell does looting a Dollar General or a Target have to do with racial justice for the victims in these shootings? You know, nothing. It, it has nothing to do with that. You know, but the media is the main culprit along with the Democrats. You know, the media uses these stories to fuel their ratings, knowing their hot-button issues, and by talking about it day in and day out, You know, the sheep of the country, they're going to listen, they're going to follow, they're going to click, they're going to watch. That's why the media keeps pushing it. Democrats, on the other hand, they always pander with the race card because they feel it is that way, their way to get votes, you know, each voting cycle. I always see Joe Biden, 
on Facebook posting something about Asian Americans, posting something about Hispanic Americans, posting something about blacks and African Americans. And, and it's just quit pandering, Joe. We're all Americans, you know, don't sing. You say you want to end, you know, racism. You want to, you know, end the divide. Quit singling out races then in your posts. We're all Americans. Include us all. You know, until that happens, the race you know, racism is going to keep being a problem. Why is it on job applications? Why is it on credit card applications? You know, get rid of it. If you want racism to end, get rid of the categories of race. That's how it's going to end. Until then, it's going to continue. And I think that's what the Democrats want. Democrats keep pushing racism and everything because they feel that they don't even have to try each voting cycle to get the minority votes. So they, they keep it open, they keep it there, keep saying, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm helping you, when in reality, have they fucking helped anybody that's a minority in the last 30, 40 years? Ask yourself that the next time you go to vote. You know, you know and then more on Rashida Tlaib, she's back at it saying, eliminate all policing and sentencing, you know, as police state is racist and causing problems, you know. Well, you know, if that's the case, if that's how you feel, Miss Tlaib, you know, it's that same police state race, you know, the racist police state and causing problems as they stand guard around the Capitol building protecting you chicken shit ass politicians, you know. So if that's how you feel, quit being chicken shit, send the Capitol police home. You know, you want to end policing, send them home, take the gates down and, you know, let's see how safe you feel then. I fucking panicked. Oh, God, it scared me so much. Have you guys heard that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is gearing up for a possible presidential run? You know, as if we're not enough of a laughing stock right now, let's have a former professional wrestler turned liberal asshat run for president. You know, why not? You know, he claims he wants to unite the country, which all sounds great, but he's, he's really turned me off to who he's become over the past few years. You know, he said back in September that he felt, you know, our great president Joey B and cunt face Kamala were best for our country and, you know, offered them his support. So how is that best for the country thing looking for you right now there, Rock? You know, burning cities, racial divide, higher gas and taxes, you know, open borders. Seems like they got this country on the fast track to a porta potty is about it. You know, good job. Good call on that, Rock. You know, after giving us that opinion and saying they were best for the country, you know, now you want to run for president? Now you've already showed you got shit judgment, so, you know, just piss off, you asshat. Um, the sad thing is, is polls, you know, show that The Rock would have a 46% approval rating already, you know. Honestly, you know, we as a country, we're just full of fucking waterheads, is all I can say. I'm surrounded by idiots! Idiots! <laughs> Well, after those last two topics fired me up, now it's time to have a little fun. And I'm going to tell you a couple things I found on the internet that made me chuckle this week. You know, could be a stupid headline, a dumb police blotter, or just something flat out ignorant that I found. You know, after that, I'll hand out the least coveted bag of dicks award to this week's biggest jackass. A little bit of news, a little bit of news, breaking, breaking current news. So while I was scrolling through Reddit, which is like a forum website, I came across the section that had the dumbest questions on the internet. So I thought, hell, you know, this ought to be good. And you know, guess what it was? You know, Remy B, that was the screen name this person used. You know, this is a lady and she asked this gem. Here's the whole post and it's word for word. So I'm going to read you what the hell she put out there. You know, 
This is kind of a random question, Remy said, but the answer has been bugging me for some time. On a microwave, if you push 60, then it will cook for 60 seconds or one minute. If you also press one minute, it will cook for one minute. Okay, well, my question is, this is Remy still. Okay, well, my question is, if you add one minute and one minute, your food would cook for two minutes. But if you add 60 seconds and 60 seconds, it will only cook for 120 seconds. How come one minute plus one minute equals two minutes, but 60 seconds plus 60 seconds only equals one minute and 20 seconds? Shaking my fucking head, Remy. You know, you know, next time you're using the microwave, all I can say is, you know, insert your head into it and turn it on, you fucking moron. I'm not sure. I'm afraid we need to use math. Now, this one here is a headline I found. It's kind of a short one, but it was, you know, it wasn't short on stupidity, but it's, a you know, from Michelle Doughton, and she's a writer for the AP. And she released this headline for those who were questioning it. You know, her headline said, Bridges Help People Cross Rivers. Yeah, Bridges Help People Cross Rivers. That's the headline she wanted to give us, you know. After reading that, I'm sure the story was just chock full of, you know, information that you're going to be able to use, you know, the rest of your life. You know, you, you just don't fucking say, right? You know, you, well, Michelle, you just don't say, you know, this is fucking amazing, you know. Here's an idea, though. The next time you're halfway crossing a bridge, you know, why don't you just turn and just go off the fucking side, Michelle? London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down, my fair lady. So this week's bag of dicks, there are plenty of contenders, as there is every week, you know, but this week's winner has got to be none other than Cher. Now, I guess she decided she needed to get back into the news since she's been irrelevant for the past 25 fucking years. I don't know. I, I haven't, literally haven't heard anything from Cher for a while, but she had to speak up and, you know, throw her two cents out there. You know, she accused Republicans of trying to achieve the dream of white supremacy with the new Georgia voting laws. You know, you should have just stayed quiet. Everything was going great for you, and then you had to fucking open your mouth. You know, just fuck off, you washed-up piece of plastic, and go turn back time and eat a bag of dicks. That's all I gotta say. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Well, that's going to be another wrap, you know, for another episode of the Read Between the Lines podcast. You know, keep spreading the word as we're now over 122 members and we're at 437 downloads. So the word's going, we're spreading, we're still going strong. Let's keep going. You know, I don't want to lose the momentum. I know we had a little hiccup, you know, where I was gone for a couple weeks, but I'm back. You know, I got eight more episodes in this season. So we're going to, you know, keep going strong for the next eight episodes and, you know, see what happens after that. We'll keep going. You know, remember to visit my girlfriend Shauna's Pink Zebra page and, you know, ask her for some samples. She'll get them out to you. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it warms up here soon and I can sit out on the back patio, you know, drink a beer and bring the show to you guys, you know, from the sounds of nature here soon. We'll see, you know, it's Ohio. Weather fucking goes up and down, up and down. You never know what you're going to get. It's like a goddamn grab bag around here. 
But, you know, I just want to tell you guys, thanks for the support, and I'll be back again next week with another episode for you. Take care, guys.